Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. You're listening to Sword in Hand Podcast, Bible-believing preaching emanating from Indian Gap Baptist Church deep in the heart of Texas. Definitely not politically correct, but glorifying Jesus Christ in every way. So let's join it in progress. Look at Judges chapter 15. Look at, look at verse 9. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why are ye come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson, O we come up, to do to him as he hath done to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went to the top of the rock, Edom, and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into their hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. Now, Samson had been doing some bad things. They give him a wife. He got mad because they figured out one of his riddles. You need to go read the story. And then he comes back to get his wife later on. Well, it turns out they gave his wife to one of his friends, one of his companions. So Samson, being a man, he gets mad about it. So he decides he's going to kill some of these guys. So he kills a bunch of them, a bunch of these Philistines. And his, and his mom and dad told him, don't go down and get a wife of the Philistines. And that's exactly what he did. He went down there and found the wrong woman, and it's, this is what happens. Well, after he ki- after he does what he does is he gets a bunch of foxes, about three hundred foxes. He ties their tails together. He puts puts it like a torch their tails and sets them up through the fields, and he burns down all their fields with these foxes. Now this is Samson for you. So they come down against him. He kills a bunch of them. Well, then he goes and sits down on this rock. Well, the Philistines, they get together, and they're going to go find Samson. Well, take, look at this verse 11. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock of Edom. It takes 3,000 men to go talk to Samson. 3,000 men. This is a bad dude. <laughs> you know, if y'all, y'all wanted something from me and, and you were afraid I was going to fight you, it'd probably just take one or two of y'all, amen. But this guy, he's, he's taking three, and they don't even feel comfortable with that. They show up and they start asking, what do you do? They don't just get him and kill him. And they go up and, what have you been doing and everything? He goes, well, promise me this, that when you bind me, that you yourself, the, the Israelites, won't fall on me. His, and they said, we won't kill you, but we're going to give you to the Philistines. Why is that? Because Samson don't want to have to kill them, see. But Samson's got something planned here. If we look back at verse 13, they spake unto him, saying, no, but we will bind thee fast and, will, and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. Verse 14. And when he came up into Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loose from off his hands. The Spirit of the Lord came on Samson. That's where he's getting all his power, amen. He's getting all his power because the Spirit of the Lord's coming on him. Guys, we talked about this in Sunday school. Your power comes from God and the Spirit of the Lord. And if you want to do something for God, do some mighty things for God, you're going to have to have God's Spirit be in you and work through you. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loose from him off his hands. Look at verse 15. And he found a new jawbone of an ass, and he put forth his hand, and he took it and slew a thousand men therewith. This one man with just the jawbone of an ass picks it up and starts killing men right and left, 
right and left, right and left. This is like something out of an old kung fu movie from the 70s. You know, the old kung fu movies that have like 50 men attack one guy and he'd bah, 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 be beating him up and everything. That's Samson. I, I'll say it again. This guy's a bad dude. This makes Rambo look like a little pipsqueak. This guy's bad. With the Spirit of the Lord on you, nobody can defeat you. You understand that? So the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. He finds his jawbone of an ass. He kills a thousand men. Look at verse 16. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass, have I slain a thousand men. So this morning, I want to preach on being slain by the jawbone of an ass. I'm going to preach this morning about being slain by the jawbone of an ass. You can blame Joker for this sermon because me and Joker were working together at, on the crane truck and we were behind this dumpster and I'm picking up all this debris and he picks up this jawbone of an old dead dog and he was waving it around, you know, like Samson did. And I got to laughing about it and we were laughing together and I looked down at him and I, in my heart I thought, I feel like the Lord gave this to me in my heart, I thought, you know, I've been slain by the jawbone of an ass. Some of y'all are not going to get that for a while. And that's why I want to preach about being slain by the jawbone of an ass. It's that old familiar time. You can feel it in the air. It's time for me to preach about the old tongue, about our mouths. The one subject I really don't like to preach about because it's right back at me. I have the biggest mouth in this church by far by none. But I want to preach this morning about being slain by the jawbone of an ass. How can one be slain by the jawbone of an ass? That's a good question. How can you get slain? You realize you can get slain, amen. Amen, okay. You can slay people with the jawbone of an ass living today. Okay. You know, the Bible says that you're like wild jackasses running out in the field. That's what lost men are like. That's what man is like. That's what we're like. We're stubborn, amen? amen? Amen, we're stubborn. I think we can admit that. So the question is, well, how can I, what causes a man or what causes me or what causes someone to be slain by the jawbone of an ass? Well, the first answer to that question is found in verse 11. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock Edom and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? So, there, so Judah, the men of Israel, asking Samson, why, why is all this coming upon us? Why are you doing this? And look what Samson's answer is. And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. Guys, that's the wrong attitude. First thing is, it always starts with having the wrong attitude. See, his attitude is, as they've done unto me, so have I done unto them. You see how that's a perversion, that's a twisting of the teaching of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, do unto others as you'd have done unto you. And he says, I've done unto them because they've done it unto me. That's a wrong attitude to have. You think about the law, and, and people always talk about how mean the law was. You know, the Ten Commandments and everything. And people talk about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's fair. And God knows how men are. Because see, what man is, is, you put out one of my teeth, I'm going to put out all of your teeth. That's how men think. You slash one of my tires, I'm going to slash all four of your tires. You put out one of my eyes, I'm going to put out both of your eyes. And God says, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's an eye for an eye. It's one tooth for one tooth. But see, men are vengeful. And just like Samson, you can have the wrong attitude. When you have the wrong attitude, that jawbone of an ass starts running. And it starts slaying people. And you start saying, well, do they know who I am? Don't they know? They can't talk to me that way. See the attitude? You get this attitude that you're somebody. You get this attitude that they should be leaving you alone. What are they doing? That's the first way you can be slain by the jawbone of an ass. How can I slay somebody with the jawbone of an ass? Well, it's obvious by what you say about them. Are you saying stuff about somebody that you hope they're not saying about you? Ooh, it's getting awfully quiet in here. 
real, real quiet in here. As soon as somebody's out of the room, somebody, somebody, so, as soon as somebody's out of earshot, then what happens? That old jawbone starts to work, and amen. And we start slaying, slaying their character, slaying who they are, slaying what they are. That's exactly how we are. We're no better than Samson. We're just slaying them as many as we can. And Jesus Christ says, do unto others as you have done unto you. And that's, that's, that's where he's twisted around. He has the wrong attitude. Guys, we should be talking about people the way we want people to talk about us. You want people to say nice things about you? We all do, amen. We want people, we want people when we're not around to say, hey, that's a good old boy. or She's a good woman. or Man, she can do this or he can do that. We want people talking good about us. But then when everybody else is out of the room, we talk nothing but bad stuff about them. Gossiping, backbiting. The Bible likes back, Bible, backbiting. As soon as somebody turns their back, then you start biting them. Backbiting, yeah. We all do it. I've heard, we all are guilty of this. And that's, how we, that's why it's so important to watch what you're doing with your jawbone. Because you got the most dangerous weapon. It's that jawbone of an ass. It's going to come up. It's going to rear its ugly head. You're going to be talking about people behind their backs. It's real easy to do. It's so easy to do. It's too easy to do, actually. So the question comes up, and I know a lot of y'all are asking this question. How do I stop from slaying somebody with the jawbone of an ass? How do I stop from doing that then? That's a good question. The answer there is real simple. It's found in verse 16. Look down at verse 16. Here's the answer. And Samson said, with the jawbone of ass... Heaps upon heaps with a jawbone of ass have I slain a thousand man, men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramoth Lehi, which means the hill of the jawbone. What's the answer to not slaying somebody with a jawbone of ass? You cast the jawbone away. See, it's real simple. Verse 17. At the end, when he made an end of speaking, see how it's tied to speaking, that he cast away the jawbone? You just cast away the jawbone. Well, how do, how do I do that, Brother Keegan? Shut up. Amen. You know, I, I, when I first started putting the kids in the school, and uh, they, they'd come home, and th you know what the first thing they'd tell me? Dad, we're not allowed to say that. Say what? We're not allowed to say shut up in school. You can't say that anymore in school. Because you know what? When I was raising my kids, when they were making too much noise or they were talking too much, you know what I would tell them? Shut up. And they came home, you can't say shut up anymore. What do you say? Be quiet or hush. Whatever it takes to zip this right here, that's how, you, that's how you don't slay somebody with the jawbone of an ass. You shut up, you hush it up, you zip it up, you cork it, you put a cork in it. Whatever, way you, whatever you want to say it, uh, there's, what, a hundred different ways to say to keep your mouth shut. Shut your trap. Amen? <laughs> Take advice from God. God's your creator. He's your designer. He made these two things. See how these two things right here on the side of your head? They're called ears. You're supposed to be listening with them. And see how God designed them? They don't close. But this right here, God designed it where it's supposed to stay closed. This stays open. That stays closed. Uh, I was talking to uh, Brother Walter, and we were talking about some things. And, you know, he said something really wise. He said, you know what? I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just going to leave it just right there. <laughs> and why did he say that? Because he knew if he kept talking, he was going to use his jawbone to slay somebody. And he didn't want to do that. Why? Because we should know that we're going to have to answer to God for every idle word that comes out of the mouth of man. Shall man give account in the day of judgment? See, we don't like these verses. That's why I want to cut them out of my Bible, too. Because I want to be able to just run my mouth about everything. And my poor wife has to live with the biggest jawbone of an ass anybody's ever, because I'm always running my mouth. 
And I had to apologize to her all the time. Like, baby, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm always complaining. I'm always whining. I'm always, just always, I get my Social Security thing in yesterday, and I open it up, and it says, if you'll retire by the age 70, you'll get this much. And if you retire at age 62, you won't get nothing. And this, I'm like, they're going to make me work till I'm 90. And then, what, you know, it's not enough for me just to say that, see. If I just said that and shut my mouth, that'd be enough. No. I got to blah, blah, blah. I got to just rant and rave. And, and, and my wife, she don't talk, so I got to do all the talking for both of us. I, mean, uh, I know y'all grew up around a bunch of good, godly women. And what do the good, godly women tell you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Amen. Y'all, y'all, amen. That's good advice. Nobody takes it, though, do they? Because if there's nothing that people love any more than anything else is to say something bad about somebody. Oh, did you hear what they did? Did you hear what happened to them? And isn't it the worst? And I mean, I feel real bad. I personally feel guilty. Did you hear what their kids did? They were with, people, are, people are climbing, like my aunt says, people are climbing the front window to tell you something you're bad your kids did. Listen, we need to learn, like the Bible says, just to take your mouth and sh- shut it, zip it, shut the trap. That's the way you get rid of this problem of slaying people with the jawbone of an ass. You take it and you cast it away. Say, so why is it so important to not be slaying somebody? Why is it so important to cast this jawbone away, Brother Keegan? Well, that's the third question. I've got to answer for that. Turn to James chapter 3. Please turn to James chapter 3. Now, if some of y'all get offended because I've said jawbone of an ass, don't come to me and start, oh, I had offended me, Brother Keegan, and I was offended when you said that. Don't come tell me that when you have a TV in your house. Do not. Don't, I'm serious. Don't come up to me and, uh, oh, Brother Keegan, I was so offended. You, if you, then you better turn your TV off. Because there's a hundred times worse things being said on TV than me saying jawbone of an ass. And I'm only reading scripture. It's straight out of the Bible. And y'all, y'all are grown men and women in here. We, don't, we only have a couple of young folks in here. They've heard a lot worse things you probably could ever imagine. So don't be offended. Sometimes the truth hurts. You just need to hear it. You need to be shook up a little bit. So maybe you'll remember that Brother Keegan was preaching about the jawbone of an ass. And that you don't need to be using the jawbone of an ass to slay people. You know, if there's anything that drives me crazy is to go in public and hear people's kids going crazy. Making all kinds of noise. And me and Kathy, we're in, we're in this fast food place yesterday, and, and knowing me, I'm like, well, let's, what do you want to sit, baby? And I go over here, and there's, there's two seats. It's perfect. It's, it's made for two people. There's just me and my lovely wife, and I'm excited. There's a place to sit. And this place was kind of busy, you know, and I walk over there with her, and I come over here, and I say, hey, let's sit down here. And she says, no. Now, my wife don't tell me no. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, and she's like, let's go somewhere else. And then it dawned on me why she said no, because right next to that booth was these three kids over there, and they were wild banshees hollering and screaming. And see, I'd already tuned them out. I already learned to tune all that noise out, so I didn't even know that they were doing all that banshee talking and everything. She said, no, I don't want to listen to none of that. I don't want to listen to that. So we went over here. One time we were in Lampasas, Texas, at a Chinese buffet place. And we went in there, and there was these people there. And they had their kid there. And this place was kind of like this church. It had a lot, real good acoustics. It was like an echo. And that kid was about three years old. You remember this, babe? And that kid was going, wah, wah. I mean, literally, just doing that. Wah, wah, just making noise so he could hear it. And the parent wasn't doing nothing. 
It wasn't slapping it in the face. It wasn't telling it to shut up. It wasn't doing any of the things that we should have done, you know. Like, I would have took a sock, literally, and just shoved it down my kid's throat if it wouldn't shut up. Because it would have been embarrassing to me if it was acting that way. Well, if you've ever been around Oriental people, they're very gracious. But they've got a, they're very temperamental, too. And I, I saw what was happening. The lady that owned the place... Her and her husband on the place, she was going over serving people, and you could see she, she had this red look on her face. She'd look over there at the people. Every time that kid was, Wah! she'd just stare at him like she's trying to kill him with her looks, you know. Well, I get up and I go over to the buffet over this child, and I get over to the buffet, and it's close to the back of the back door to where she goes in and out, you know. And I'm over there, I'm getting my food, and it's just me over there by myself. And I can hear her in there, and the doors open and close, and she goes in there, and I hear her go, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, she's just going nuts I don't understand a word she's saying I don't understand a word but I know what she's saying I know what she's talking about I'm not dumb and I go and I sit back down and she comes back in there and when she comes back in there she sits back down um, I sit back down and she comes in there to get some food and do some things and she looks up at me and she gives me and she goes like this and she looks at the It was infuriating her that that kid was acting that way. And it should infuriate the parents. See, this, when you have a jawbone of an ass, it gets on everybody else's nerves. That's what it does. It gets on everybody else's nerves. Look at James chapter 3. Look at James chapter 3. Look at verse 5. James chapter 3. James chapter 3 verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Your tongue, when you say something like, a, I'm sorry, that can diffuse the whole big situation. But I've seen somebody say, whatever. And just that one word will start a war. Look at verse 6. Here's the reasons why you should watch the jawbone of an ass. And the tongue is a fire. What is a fire? A fire is unquenchable. It never has enough, does it? That's your tongue. It never has. It always has enough to say. It always has words it wants to put out. It always has enough to. Say. It always. You can't stop it from running its big fat mouth. A world of iniquity. Every bad deed is talked about and bragged on. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. See your your jawbone, your tongue can defile your whole body. Jesus warned us over and over again. You can find that in Matthew chapter fifteen, and setteth on fire the course of nature. What does that mean? It means that whenever you're talking, you'll talk about what you're going to do. A lot of times people talk about what, all this evil deeds before they go do it. It's your tone that gets that stuff going. End of verse 6. And it, set, it is set on fire of hell. That's your tongue. What does that mean? That means that the tongue is by far the most dangerous weapon you own. It is. You can slay a thousand men with the jawbone of an ass. I tell, you, I tell you a jawbone of an ass that slayed millions of people. It was tied to Hitler. Hitler slayed millions and millions and millions of people. And he didn't fire one gun. He all did it with the jawbone of an ass. With his tongue. And the only gun we know of that Hitler shot was at his own head at the end of the war. Guys, these words are so powerful. Your tongue is so deadly. And the Bible's warning you about it. This jawbone, what it can do. Verse 7, For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. 
See, it's hard for people to keep their mouths shut, isn't it? It's real hard. That's the hardest thing for me personally is to keep my big mouth shut. When something happens or somebody does something wrong, I want to just, <laughs> ooh, I want to just spout it off. Once this mouth opens, it's real, real hard to shut. It really is. Do you have that problem? Some of y'all don't. Maybe you're like me. I have a big problem with my mouth. Real big problem. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil. An unruly evil. It's like a criminal running free on the streets is the tongue. Look, full of deadly poison. Full of deadly poison. Your tongue can be poisonous. See, you would never feed poison to your kids, amen. But you might with your words. You're so stupid. You're so ignorant. I hear people, not very often, but I've heard people talking like that to their kids and it's just so shameful. They're feeding their kids deadly poison. Me and my wife were talking the other day about somebody she knew that would say, you're, you're just an idiot. Stop being an idiot. And my wife would say, I wish you wouldn't say that. It's just not good for the kids to hear that. These kids to hear that. She was talking about these kids they were hearing their grandmother say, you're just an idiot. You're an idiot. It go, that, that's, that's poison. That's poison. Verse 9. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. See, we have both coming out. We're up here singing praises to God on Sunday morning and Wednesday night, and then we're out in the world cussing and talking bad about people. Look at verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. Praise God, praise the Lord, you blankety-blank, you sorry blankety-blank. Same mouth, a blessing and a cursing. See, the mobsters, that's what they'll say. The mobsters will say, you kiss your mama with that mouth? That's what they'll say. Middle of verse 10. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way, guys. We shouldn't be blessing God and praising God and talking about how good Jesus Christ is out of one side of our mouth and the other side of our mouth is cussing people and talking bad about people and cutting them down. You know why you shouldn't be cutting down people and talking bad about people? Because you're just as bad and you're a hypocrite. You do the same things. And the worst thing you hear people say, well, if, if, my, kid did, if my kid did that, I'll tell you what I would do. Oh, shut up. You'd do the same thing. You would love them. You'd go bail them out of jail. You would take care of them. Just like I wouldn't let my, yeah, you would. I'm bad about that, running my mouth like that. And we got to be really careful that we bless God with one side of our mouth and boy, Cuss somebody out of the other side of our mouth. Ought not to be so. Look at verse 11. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? No, it don't, does it? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Can't have both, guys. You need to be trying to focus on those things coming out of your mouth. You need to be focusing on the good words. It's fresh water. It's not salt water. It's not bitter. It's not cursings. Amen. That's the jawbone of an ass does that stuff. So you might ask the question finally, you might ask this last question as well, is there anything good you can use the jawbone of an ass for? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Let's turn back to Judges 15 and we'll close here. Judges 15. Judges 15. Is there anything good you can do with the jawbone of an ass? Yes, yes you can do some good stuff. 
with the jawbone of an ass. I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, you might not like to hear this, but every one of us has got a jawbone of an ass. And some of us use it more than others. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you and testify. And testi my testimony is I use it more than probably anybody in this room. And it's something that I need to correct. It's something I need to get right. But God can use that jawbone of an ass for good. Look at Judges chapter 15, verse 18. Look at verse 18. He was sore athirst. This is after Samson had threw the jawbone of an ass away. Verse 18. And he was sore athirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance unto the hand of thy servant. Now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. So Samson's dying of thirst and he's very, very thirsty. He's a thirsty man dying of thirst. Just like a lost man is dying for thirst. What did Jesus Christ say in the temple? Come unto me all year thirsty and I'll give you drink. Amen. That's a lost man. A lost man is dying of thirst. Guys, you're not thirsty anymore. Amen. You've got the pure water of Jesus Christ. You've drunk from the fountain. You've got Jesus Christ. You're not thirsty any longer. But there's a lost and dying world out there that are just thirsting for what me and you have. The love, the joy, the peace, the peace, the peace. That we can have through Jesus Christ. And they're like Samson. They're thirsty for it. They're, they're a dry land. And they're thirsty for it. Look what God does in verse 19. But God. It's always about God. But God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw. And there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof. And Akakor, which is in Lehi unto this day. That's the well of him that cried. That's the name of that in in Akakor. But notice, God took that jawbone of an ass and he had water come out of it so he could drink. A dry and thirsty man would have something to drink. God can use your jawbone of an ass to bring forth waters that will, that will quench the thirst of a, of a thirsty man. God can use your jawbone to bring forth the spirit to lift up somebody's spirits. He can bring. See, it says it lifted up his spirit, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again. You can your your words. It can lift up the spirits of somebody, guys. It can revive somebody if you let God use you and use your jawbone of an ass. But see, it's not Samson. It's God using it. See, God can use the jawbone of an ass and get great and get great things out of it. You can use this jawbone of an ass to glorify God, to sing praises unto God, to preach the gospel. And it can be, a, it can, it can, for a thirsty man that hears those waters coming out of your mouth, it can be very quenching. I'm here to tell you there was a time somewhere, somehow, somebody used their jawbone of an ass to lead you to Jesus Christ. And that person, I'm guaranteeing you that person wasn't perfect. The person that told you about Jesus Christ, it was a preacher or a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, grandmother, grandfather, whoever it was that lead, led you to Jesus Christ. They weren't perfect, amen. amen. All right, they weren't perfect. Did they say some things they probably shouldn't have said in their lifetime? I guarantee you they did. I guarantee if they ever stepped in Walmart, I promise you 100%, they have said some things they shouldn't say. <laughs> then what happened? God used the jawbone of an ass to bring water out which was quenching to your thirsty soul. And he can do that for each and every one of you. You got to let God do it, amen. You got to cast it away. God will take it and God will use it for his honor and his glory. There's some missionaries on that wall right there that I know personally. Some of them I know pretty well and some of them have a big jawbone of an ass. But they get over 
to these other countries, and God uses them, doesn't He? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that He uses them and, and can use their mouth. Because these same guys, they have, some of them have filthy mouths. They say stuff they shouldn't say. But when God gets a hold of it, man, there's some water that comes out of there that will quench a thirsty soul. Man, it will. Here's another way you can use this jawbone of an ass. In closing, look back up at verse 14. And we'll close here. Here's another way that God can use the jawbone of an ass. In closing, verse 14, when he had come to Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became became as flax that were burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands and he found a new jawbone of an ass and he put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. When you see people shouting against God like the Philistines were doing, when, when you see people shouting against God, talking bad against God, there should be something in you should stir up. There should be something in you that should stir up. I'm here to tell you that God will put the spirit in you and it should stir up and God can defend Himself through you, through the Holy Spirit, if you'll let Him. He wants to. He wants to use this jawbone. I, he does. You say, this jawbone is so wicked, it's, it's so evil, and I use it for, to, I've used it to slay a thousand people. Some of y'all could say that, amen. I've used this jawbone to slay a thousand people, but God can still use it to get the glory. He can still bring out some waters that are sweet to a dry and thirsty man. But you got to let him. See, the key to this is it's got to be God using you. It's got to be God using this old tongue. It's got to be God using the jawbone of an ass. It's got to be the Spirit of the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Keegan Hall at Indian Gap Baptist Church. I got a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you'd go to heaven? You realize the Bible says you can know that you have eternal life? And Jesus Christ encouraged us in John chapter 3, verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Are you saved? Jesus says, He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Have you believed in the name of Jesus Christ? Romans chapter 10, verse 13 tells us, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can you think of a time you've called on Jesus Christ to save you? Well, if you haven't, friend, I encourage you to get down on your knees and pray as admit you're a sinner and ask Jesus Christ to save you the best way you know how. And I'm here to tell you that He will save you. Now, if you prayed that prayer or if you'd like to get a hold of us, contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com, IndianGapBaptist.com. Until next time, God bless.